the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. I will not have idols. If I love God, I will not use his name in vain, and so on. If I love my neighbor, I will honor my parents. I will not murder my neighbor. I will not steal from my neighbor. If I love my neighbor, I will not bear false witness against my neighbor, and so on. And so the Ten Commandments can be summed up with the word love. Loving God and loving others. In the Bible, it tells us that other people in this world will know us Christians by our love. You see, so much of Christianity and the way we serve God comes down to how we love. It's quite possibly the most important aspect of our lives. Well, today, Pastor Dan is going to be sharing a message with us talking about the Ten Commandments. In this message, he will explain to us that all of the Ten Commandments could be summed up with one word, love. If we aspire to live lives that are pleasing to God and resemble the free gift that Jesus has given each of us, we must first love. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. In Matthew chapter 22, Jesus was asked, What is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus responded, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said, All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And so Jesus summarized the Ten Commandments in two statements. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Loving God sums up the first four commandments, and loving your neighbor sums up the last six commandments. If I love God with all my heart and soul and mind, I will not have other gods. If I love God, I will not have idols. If I love God, I will not use his name in vain, and so on. If I love my neighbor, I will honor my parents. I will not murder my neighbor. I will not steal from my neighbor. If I love my neighbor, I will not bear false witness against my neighbor, and so on. And so the Ten Commandments can be summed up with the word love. Loving God and loving others. The Ten Commandments show us how to love God with all our heart and soul and mind, and how to love our neighbor as ourself. Now, God will give the children of Israel a total of 613 laws in the law, what we call the law of Moses. 
These are just the first ten. And these ten are unique, and they are treated differently than the other 603 commandments. These are unique, first of all, because God spoke these first ten audibly to the entire nation. The other laws he will give directly to Moses, and Moses will write them down and communicate them to the people. But these first ten commandments are different from the rest of the commandments because they are spoken to the entire congregation of Israel audibly by God, plus God will write the Ten Commandments on two tablets of stone with his own finger. God did not write the other commandments with his own finger on tablets of stone. He dictates the other commandments to Moses, and Moses writes them down. God writes these ten with his own finger on tablets of stone. So again, they are treated differently than the other 600 plus commandments. The Bible tells us the two tablets of the Ten Commandments were placed in the Ark of the Covenant with Aaron's rod and a jar of manna. Wouldn't it be awesome if someone discovered the Ark of the Covenant? Where's Indiana Jones, right? And wouldn't it be amazing to see the two tablets of the Ten Commandments written by the finger of God? I wonder what God's penmanship looks like. And so the Ten Commandments are unique from the other commandments in the law of Moses. And the Ten Commandments, as we'll see as we're studying through the law, the Ten Commandments are foundational for all the other commandments. And these Ten Commandments are important in part because they give us a universal moral code. They give us an absolute standard of right and wrong for all people everywhere, in every age. God, the creator of man and judge of all, gives us his standard of right and wrong for all people everywhere, not just the Israelites, but for all of mankind. And the Bible tells us, please listen, the Bible tells us that God has written his moral code, his moral law, on man's heart. And we see this moral code written on man's heart even before it was given at Mount Sinai. Earlier, in the book of Exodus, for example, earlier, the Egyptians, we saw the Egyptians were given over to idolatry. And God judged their idols, their gods, their idolatry. We saw earlier in the book of Exodus that Moses murdered an Egyptian and then buried his body. And when he learned that his murder was known, Moses fled for his life. Moses knew that murder was wrong. How did he know that? Because the law of God is written on man's heart. In the book of Genesis, Potiphar's wife tried to seduce Joseph to get him to commit adultery with her. And Joseph fled. And Joseph said he did not want to sin against God. Before the law is given, how did Joseph know that adultery was a sin against God before the law was even given? Because the law of God was written on his heart. Abraham lied about his wife, Sarah, not once, but twice. 
Lot coveted the land of Sodom because it was a well-watered land. Cain murdered Abel. Even back to the Garden of Eden, Eve coveted the forbidden fruit because it looked good to her and she thought it would make her wise. That's coveting. And when Adam ate of the forbidden fruit, we're told that his sin caused death to enter the world and death was passed to all of mankind. And so Adam really, in a way, he murdered all of mankind by his sin. And there's many other examples I could share with you, but this just shows that God's moral law that is represented here in the Ten Commandments, it is written on man's heart. And it has been written on man's heart from the first man, from Adam. This is why universally these things are wrong in every society, every culture, and every age. Murder is wrong in every culture and society. Stealing is wrong. Lying is wrong. Adultery is wrong. Why is that? Because God has written his law, his moral code, on the hearts of men. Now turn with me to Romans chapter 2. Look at Romans chapter 2 verse 14. What it says. For when Gentiles who do not have the law. So they don't have the law of Moses. They don't have the Ten Commandments. Never heard of it. Don't know what you're talking about. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature. Just naturally end them. By nature, do the things in the law. These, although not having the law, are a law to themselves who show the work of the law written in their hearts. The law is written in their hearts. Their conscience also bearing witness and between themselves, their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. And you know what that's like to have your conscience accuse you or excuse you where you feel and you know what you, that conviction that you, what you're doing is wrong. But we're told here that people that don't have the law of Moses, they don't have the Ten Commandments at all, that God has written his moral law on their hearts, in their hearts, it says, and that they have their conscience, and their conscience now bears witness to them between things that are right and wrong, either accusing or excusing what they're doing. And so every person has this moral law on their conscience, written in their heart, on their conscience. They have a general sense of, of right and, and wrong. And, and this is why no one really has an excuse. You know, sometimes you'll hear people say things like, well, what about the person who doesn't have the Bible? Or what about the person who's never heard of Jesus Christ? Why, why would God judge them? Well, God has written his law on the heart, on their heart, in their heart. They also have their conscience telling them what is right and wrong. And have they obeyed their conscience? And always done what is right? And the answer is no, they haven't. So they're guilty. Now, the Ten Commandments are this kind of universal moral law, this, this standard of right and wrong that God has written into man's heart everywhere in every age. 
So we have our conscience now that tells us when we're doing something we shouldn't do. That's against God's moral law. Jesus tells us in the last days, lawlessness will abound. And he's not talking about like Maryland statutes. He's talking about the law of God. People will abandon the law of God. People will abandon the moral code that God has written in their hearts. People will ignore their conscience that is telling them that this is wrong. They'll abandon God's written law. And lawlessness will characterize the last days before Christ's return. Now, you're in Romans chapter 2. Turn with me over to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 tells us what happens when a person or a society abandons God and abandons God's moral code that is written on their hearts. He tells us what lawlessness looks like. Jesus said lawlessness will abound. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Well, he tells us here in Romans chapter 1 what that will look like. Look at verse 18, Romans chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Look what it says. Who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. They suppress the truth that is in them. They've got the law written on their hearts. They've got their conscience telling them if this is right or wrong or good or bad. And they suppress the truth in their unrighteousness. Look what it says in verse 19. Because what may be known of God is manifested where? In them. In them. What may be known of God is manifested in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, and even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Here's, here's what he's saying. They have the law in them, written in them. They have the truth in them, but they're suppressing the truth. And they have creation around them, verse 20. And the invisible attributes of God are clearly seen and understood by the things that are made. That's people. His eternal power and his Godhead. So everybody knows that there's a God. Creation testifies to that. Even if they say, I'm an atheist. Well, the word of God says that you you know there's a God. And everybody knows right from wrong because the law is written on man's heart. Has a general sense of right and wrong, but they suppress the truth that God has manifested in them. Look at verse 21, because although they knew God, not in a saving 
way of knowing him, but they, they know that there's a God. They did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image. That's idolatry. That's one of the Ten Commandments. Made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Now look at verse 24. Therefore... God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever and amen. For this reason, verse 26, God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lusts for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Now notice in verse 24, the phrase, God gave them up. And then in verse 26, God gave them up. And then in verse 28, God gave them over. When a society abandons God, God reaches a point where he abandons that society. And God gives them over to their sin. He gives them over to whatever their heart desires. And he removes his restraint from that society. And that's God's judgment against that society. He just gives them over. He abandons them. When we think of God's judgment, we typically think, you know, fire and brimstone raining down, you know, from the sky upon a city or whatever. But when a society suppresses the truth that is in them, the law written on their hearts, and they abandon God's morals, God's judgment may be just to give them over to their desires and just abandon them. And that's the penalty they receive. And this is what lawlessness abounding looks like. Jesus said lawlessness will abound in the last days before my return. This is what it looks like. And look again at what it says, a society, this is a society that is under the judgment of God's abandonment, if you want to call it that. And this society that is under the judgment of God's abandonment is characterized by rampant sexual perversion and a social breakdown. It's characterized by a twisting of what is natural when it comes to sexuality and gender along with a breakdown of law and order in the family, in the society. That's a society that is experiencing the judgment of God's abandonment. That's a society that's just been given over. 
to its sin by God. And you look at this list in verses 29 and 30. As we read through it, you could see the Ten Commandments in there, couldn't you? Going through it. You know, sexual immoralities in there, murders in there, deceit, that would be lying. You know, disobedient to parents in verse 30, right? Un- unloving, right? That, that's, you see the Ten Commandments in that list. And so the Ten Commandments are God's moral code, just written on the hearts of all people. It's, it's a universal standard of right and wrong. Now, in our time that's remaining, I want to talk about our relationship now as Christians to the law of Moses and the Ten Commandments in particular. As I said earlier, we're no longer under the Old Covenant. We're no longer under the law. But... Nine of the Ten Commandments are repeated in the New Covenant. Nine of the Ten Commandments are repeated in the New Covenant and are part of the New Covenant. The only one of the Ten Commandments not repeated in the New Covenant is the keeping of the Sabbath day, and we'll talk about that in detail in a future study. The other nine commandments still apply to the Christian. It's still wrong to covet. It's still wrong to steal. It's still wrong to murder, to commit adultery or to lie or to have other gods or to bow down to idols or to take the name of the Lord in vain. We should still honor our mother and father. All these commandments are still applicable to to us, not because the law of Moses is still in effect, but because these same commandments are part of the new covenant and repeated in the new covenant. And, and I want to point this out to you because this can be confusing to Christians because they, they think, well, is part of the law of Moses still in effect? Are we still responsible for keeping the law? Are we still obligated to keeping the Ten Commandments? And, and, and how do we know what part of the law of Moses we should obey and what's no longer applicable? And sometimes you'll hear people even say, well, it seems like we're picking and choosing the commandments from the law of Moses, and we're keeping some of the commandments, and we're ignoring other commandments, and how does this all fit together? Some will even teach that part of the law of Moses is still in effect. So the law of Moses has been done away with in its entirety. We're not under the law of Moses at all, not even part of it. It it came to an end with the death of Jesus Christ and the enacting of the new covenant. But nine of the ten commandments are found In the new covenant, some of the same laws appear in both covenants. You know, I used to live in Florida. And when I lived in Florida, I had a Florida driver's license. And I was subject to the laws of Florida. When I moved to Maryland, I got a Maryland driver's license. And now I'm subject to the laws of Maryland. But some of the laws in Maryland are the exact same laws they had in Florida. And now when I'm driving and if I speed, I'm just saying this for your for your purposes. And if I break the speed limit and I get a ticket, I'm not breaking Florida law. I'm not under Florida law anymore. I'm breaking Maryland law. I don't get a ticket from Florida. I get a ticket from the state of Maryland. Same laws, two different states. Well, with the new covenant we're under the new covenant but the old covenant no longer applies but some of the same laws appear in the new covenant that were in the old covenant does that make sense 
been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, and he has more to share with you next time. How is your heart doing as you listen to these teachings about the future? If you're in need of prayer for any reason, would you be willing to give us a call and talk with us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever might be weighing on you. Our number is 410 410- 491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from the culminating final book of the Bible, Revelation. Pastor Dan has much more to share from this book, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue learning and growing, appreciating what God wants us to see from His Word. We hope you'll tune in then and be a part of our listening audience. Continue searching for what God has for you to see here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.